Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Dark, your favorite podcast about Old Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders, just like every week. Joined from Boston, Massachusetts by my co-host, John Stefanzik. John, uh, let's let's throw it back to the old days. I wanna I wanna ask, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing Made good? Productive Monday. Not too many of those happen, so good to hear. Uh I mean, let's go ahead and get out of the way. What's the what's the weather like? Well, it was he got to fifty nine Saturday. It was a good day of grilling, watching uh Watching the Rebels cover Chad Smith for his uh, mass start. I was wondering if the, this Chad was going to be you know comparable to Chad Kelly, right? Because uh, Chad Smith's a JUCO too, right? Yeah, so far, I mean, he, Chad's. he's got good stuff. Just like nerves, first start. I, we'll, we'll get into it more here. In oh a few yeah, minutes, oh yeah, we're going to talk baseball. Yeah. Um, but, it was, but what is it? Cold again today? It's pretty cold down here in Mississippi. It wasn't too bad. It was just a. It was just a That's one jack. It was a one jacket day. I have to, oh, so that sounds miserable. I only own one jacket, so I don't think I can make it. Uh, I got about five of them hanging on the closet here next to me. And yeah, some days you got to wear all Dude, five. Six, right? six if I count my Houston Nut uh, Ole Miss cover. Like when you know when Nut used to wear the dark blue uh, zipper. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we got one of those too. So nice. it makes. Yeah. So any any day you get, you get to wear less than three of them is a good day, right? Yeah, today was a t-shirt, vest, and then jacket, a pretty thin, you know, medium-heavy jacket. T-shirt to work, huh? That's pretty good. Yeah, well, grad school life. I don't pay enough money to dress nice. Okay, so. I, guess you, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. All right, so let's let's get into it. Uh, as John mentioned, um, and obviously, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, baseball season is here. Ole Miss started out uh, 3-0, and swept the series against Florida <laughs> International University out of Miami, um, definitely not, you know, a good barometer of what Ole Miss is going to be seeing at the SEC level as far as pitching, defense, and offense, really, the entire, the entire game goes. Uh, but still a decent team, around 500 last season, got hot, and ended up in the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I think it was good to have a, a team like Ford International in auction for the first series, considering all the starting pitching that Ole Miss is breaking in. Obviously, Brady Bramlett's back from last year, but he's moving up from a Saturday role to a Friday role. It's a little bit different animal. And then, um, as John mentioned, Chad Smith uh, had his first start um, out of JUCO, followed by Sean Johnson with basically his first real start on Sunday. I I think he threw an inning last year, but he was injured, ended up having Tommy John 11 months ago. Um, Still coming back from that. So let's start with Friday night. Brady Bramlett goes five innings. Let me pull up my box score here. Um... Good outing for for Brady, but I mean it wasn't dominant. Um, he didn't give up any uh, runs. He he did give up one hit, walked one, six strikeouts. Um, like I said, good outing. But really, if Ole Miss is gonna have um, any shot at, at at winning quality series, they're gonna have to get a lot more than five innings out of Bramlett. So once so throw, allowing one hit is just an okay outing. Is that what you're saying? No, here? I mean it, I, the five innings is what is what. What was the score when he outing. left? I'm 
option. I can look this up here. I mean, I think uh, so. The final on that game was nine to two. When he went out, it was yeah, it was nine to zero. So I mean, it, it it's not like it's not like he went out for any reason other than Mike wanted to throw more guys. I'm just saying, five innings would be a problem in a couple of weeks. Maybe next yeah, next. Uh, I mean, this weekend we're gonna get into after we talk about this series. We'll talk about what Ole Miss needs to do to have a shot, even at challenging Louisville, uh, number two team in the country this weekend in Oxford. Uh, but the number one thing on my formula uh, for, for winning the series against Louisville, Brady Bramlett has to give you a quality seven innings. Yeah, I, I'm looking for a pitch count. So yeah, I don't think I don't think Mike Lerner will push him deep for start of the year, honestly. He's sitting there. He's up 9 nothing. He's throwing five Throwing five innings, I think Mike wanted to get see a lot of get a lot of young guys out there their first time get over nerves. So and uh, Andrew Lowe struggled from nerves. And Parkinson pitched really well coming uh, behind Bramett. Parkinson, the key one thing I was curious to see is how, what's going to happen from a lefty reliever standpoint. And Parkinson certainly looks like a viable option to help. Kind of we know we know why it's going to be the closer. Mm-hmm. The and question Stokes, is, Stokes uh, looked really good Sunday's pitch setup, man. Stokes looked filthy Sunday. Granted, it was in the ninth inning of a sixteen. Yeah, but he was game. touching. But, he was but touching he was, ninety-five. I mean, regularly. I think Dallas Wolfolk looked yeah, really Stokes good. Stokes was a trick. I think. Uh, I think it looks like they got two or three lefty options in addition to wide to come out of the pen. So that's really that's going to be important for this team throughout the season. Yeah, I thought middle relief was pretty impressive overall. Like you mentioned, Andrew Lowe struggled on Friday. Uh, only pitched one. And, you know, point one inning, you know, one out of an inning, uh, gave up two hits, two runs, three walks. Um, but besides that, pretty much uh, everyone Ole Miss called on did well. Pagnazzi looked good out of the pen. Uh, Brady Feigl looked good out of the pen. Um, freshman Connor Green threw an inning. Brian Browning threw an inning. MacArthur um, gave up a run in his inning on Saturday. He starts tomorrow against Arkansas State. Okay, yeah. Hi- Highly touted. Bianco has been quoted saying he has his highest ceiling as anyone he's ever coached. Um, looks like a guy that had a lot, a lot of upside potential, just kind of wild in the game. I'd be curious. I think kind of interested to see what he looks like over the course of say four to six innings tomorrow. Be something. Not I probably won't probably won't watch the game, but I'll. Well, check I, out. I also think the game tomorrow might get rained out. So. I gotcha. So, dude, it's a hundred percent chance of interpretation tomorrow. So uh, and it's Arky State. They'll they'll they'll, move they'll reschedule it later in the season. So yeah, yeah, I would I would love to see uh, MacArthur start tomorrow, but um, not sure that it that it is you know in the cards uh, as far as the worst situation goes. But let's let's switch over to the offensive side. Really, no complaints um, over here. Tons of uh, production from everybody that started. Um, lots of young guys getting in games late. Um, Sunday, Errol Robinson was scratched after 94 consecutive starts uh, due to an infection in his finger. Hopefully, nothing too serious. Uh, he'll be able to come back this weekend against Louisville. But I thought Olenek is it Olenek? Yeah, Olenek, the, the six five freshman so, subbed in for him. He was impressive for, for a six five guy, especially playing shorts. I mean, he looks nimble out there. Great reflex reactions. He's not. He's not at Errol's level yet because he's, I mean, oh, true no. freshman. I mean, defensively, Errol Robinson is. But is with that, with that being said, he looks like a legitimate shortstop of the future. He so he was four RBI. Yeah. So he looked really good on Sunday. I like that. Um, kind of made me revise what I've been saying for a while about Kyle Watson being our shortstop next season. I'm not sure sure it will be Olenek, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll see there. Some other standouts um, in limited action: DJ Miller. Um, looks good. The coaches have raved about him during the spring. I've looks heard. like a guy with a lot of talent and potential. Be interesting to see how he hits with being a true freshman, Definitely. especially in conference play. But 
We've kind of buried the lead here. Uh, Tate, Blackman, Tate Blackman goes 600 on the weekend, um, a year removed from you know, what everyone, including Tate, would describe as disappointing freshman season. Um, looks like he's really turned that around. Excited to see him against you know really good pitching this weekend and moving forward. But I, I think it won't be too long before we see Tate uh, batting behind Kobe Bortles. No, he he was fantastic. Looked like a totally different player. Um, he looks like he's he's the. I mean, he's. I guess Alex Arbor is a switch hitter at second baseman, so he's probably not. I mean, didn't quite play that style, but he's clearly. I mean, he's clearly the best second baseman since hit since Yarbrough. Looks like potentially an all conference player, or at least probably one of the two or three best second basemen in the league. I mean, he he's a key. Really, you saw he. He had a good weekend offensively. Kyle Watson had a couple hits. Mm-hmm. Um, Errol, Jamie, Jamie Woodman. Um, Woodman looks a lot more relaxed with the play. Sure, he, he had two homers, I think, right? Or just one, maybe. Just, just one. one. Hit a bomb over the fence first inning Sunday. Uh-huh. I would, To me, the guy, the two guys that kind of – nobody had a bad weekend. They kind of had the quietest weekends were Bortles and Lartigue. Bortles – Bortles relative to what we know he can do. You know, he, he had a decent weekend, but – we know that he's going to be the power threat on this team. Bortles will be fine. Does not worry me. Lartig, he got a couple good Lartigue's hits. a switch hitter. He, he might fall. He might fall some in the order. I, I think he'll probably be fine. But I, as, if Blackman keeps this up, which yeah, he's got talent, to switch so they could switch. Blackman. I yeah, agree. That'd be yeah. great. Um, Will Golson is a, is an asset defensively. You can play first base, second base, third base, um, and he's dependable at the plate for sure. Um, Bortles showed off really good defensive skills at third, like he's been doing uh, the last year and a half here. Um, Connor Cloyd played well. Uh, we have a really athletic outfield. Um, who was who was playing center when JB was in right? Oh, uh, Watson. Okay, so Watson plays center. JB's a corner outfielder. He's not. He, he's he's a very good corner. Well, he defender. made that hell of a throw to saw his throw. He didn't take advantage of that right field. Mm-hmm. Um, Watson's an at, such an athlete. He can cover it. Absolutely. And then Deshaun, Deshaun had a tremendous catch. I think was it a Deshaun's Saturday? A great defender. Right? Yeah, you gotta love his game. Uh, he he's the other guy at the plate that looks notably improved. More relaxed, yeah, for where, sure. Where he's not just a get up there and try to bunt or slap a single. Well, slap a single. He can be more of a. He's not a power threat by any stretch, but he's a legit guy to have in the nine hole. So he he's going to play pretty much every day between his fielding ability. And his bat, his ability to kind of turn the lineup over. So, oh yeah, Deshaun's your your everyday nine hole hitter for sure. Looks like Cloyd and Watson are going to split right and left handed in the outfield potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know Woodman's going to play every day. And, and then, I mean, and not starting Cloyd also gives you a weapon. Uh, gives to, you a lefty off the bench. Right, you have that, that you know you can depend on. Herzog had a had a big hit. Um, yeah, Herzog was actually. I, wait, let's look up. I, okay, so. Friday night, he was one for one. Um, I don't think he played Saturday. and then One Sunday, for two on Sunday. One for two on Sunday. I mean, for, for Holt, that's a big start. I mean, he's basically known for one hit in his Ole Miss career. Oh, no, I know. If you're gonna a be, signature moment. If though, you're going to be yeah, known right. for a hit, it's going to be known for. I'm just saying he's not known for production day in and day out at the plate. He's a good, he's proven to be a pinch hitter though, and that's kind of that's not the most straightforward skill in the oh, world. No, I, I they, mean, it sounds. And they need he they need a lefty off the bench, and he's the guy, especially if Cloyd's days when Cloyd's out starting in the outfield. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, other freshmen getting in the game. Nick Fortas uh, played some Sunday at catcher. Ray Alejo played at second base. Nick Perkins with some DH innings there. Uh, Perkins goes 0 for 3, but still, I mean, only one strikeout. You got to like what he does. I think he had one that was a pretty loud out. Um, we, we saw some of the, the power he could bring at late last season. Like him, heard a lot about Fortes. He had one RBI over one. Um, you know, he's not ready to be the, the catcher every day defensively, probably, but you've heard a lot about his bat. Uh, oh, also, I forgot to mention Michael Fitzsimmons played some first base, went 0 for 2. But Did you mention Brady Feigl earlier? When it, yeah, you know, I, I, I mentioned I, him. He threw one inning, got three strikeouts. I was really impressed with him. Um, he I, looks really good. He's, he's about he four months that. ahead of Sean Johnson in that Tommy John recovery. So, I mean, still well within – uh, the window of expected recovery time. So it's impressive to see him out there at all. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, I think the middle relief um, was the most impressive thing on the weekend, excepting Lowe's performance. Um, every, everybody but, else did what they were asked. But if you throw, what do they throw, eight give or take relievers out there, you're going to have one guy that's oh, not, sure. not sharp. They had baseball. It's just how it is. I think. I mean, the only thing that gives you any any little bit of pause about this team is that their Saturday and Sunday starting with uh, Chad Smith and Sean Johnson. I thought it was mostly nerves, to be honest. They both, to me, from a stuff perspective, they look like quality SEC starters for sure. It's just a matter of can they can they settle in. I, I'm curious yeah, to see how they do against Louisville. That's going to be kind of a for sure definitely a that's step be for them. I think Louisville. Had, I saw someone post on the message board. Louisville averaged like 1.6 hits per inning uh, this weekend. I mean they were playing a team even lower caliber than uh, who Ole Miss played, but still uh, that's that's a lot of offensive production. And then obviously. Um, Kyle Funkhauser, their Friday night starter, turned down um, big payday last year to come back. What was the deal with that? Do you remember, John? Was he was he kind of slighted by how far he fell? Or I think he was. Sli- I think pick? he expected to be a top ten pick. I'm not. How far did he fall? I don't. I don't recall. I don't his pick was, but it was still first round, I believe. Yeah, I was. I mean, he got offered seven figures. But yeah, seven. that guy is a national player of the year candidate. He's a he's a hell of a Friday night starter, perhaps the best in the country. Um, excepting perhaps Mike Schwarren, who Ole Miss faced last year in the regional at Maryland. That guy's really good, too. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit more in a second. I want to talk first about Sunday. We, you, you touched on Sean Johnson. Um, you know, it's easy to get down on Sean for giving up seven hits, four runs, and five innings. But if you look at the, the, the game as a whole, there's actually a pretty good first outing for him, I thought. Um you know, being able to throw into the 70s on your pitch count, you know, your first game back from Tommy John, five innings. Also, um, mostly Hank, fastballs, right, too. Hanko said that they were going a lot of fastballs. They were worried about throwing too many sliders with the way his elbow is. So, you know, that makes you a little nervous because if you're afraid to throw sliders this weekend, are you going to be ready to, to, to go half and half next weekend? I don't know. Um, but, you know, also at the end of the day, if you could get into Sunday without having used some of these middle relief guys, maybe you're less worried about you know Johnson. You maybe you're, you know you have a quick hook on Johnson on Sunday against Louisville. Um, but I was overall impressed with him. Um, I think once he comes fully back from it, gets some of the nerves out, he's going to be a really good option on Sunday. Saturday still up in the air, as you mentioned. Smith not the best outing. There's a couple other candidates that will push him if uh, he continues to struggle. MacArthur being one and Perkins, uh, Perkinson, is that right? Yeah, Perkinson being the lefty Perkinson option. Perkinson and MacArthur being the two most likely. 
I think they have a Park, real Parkinson. De- Parkinson. Yeah, they have real depth at pitcher. It's just a matter of figuring out who the, what the rotation is going to be. That may take a few weeks to to sort out. But that this team, I mean, Mike C was all was pretty giddy about them last week in the opening press conference. Having watched them play, I think they're. I mean, we both predicted them to go thirty eight and eighteen and be right there to ho- probably hosting a regional. I think the. I feel probably better about that now after having yeah. watched them. I think the ceiling is quite high with these guys. Then they they get a schedule as we mentioned last week. They miss Florida and, and Vanderbilt and Missouri. I mean they could they could. I mean they might be what we would you would think I'm say they're an eighteen maybe a seventeen or eighteen conference winning team. They might win twenty or twenty to twenty two just based off their schedule being more favorable. So. I think they got a chance to make some real noise. I love the depth they have. The only, the biggest thing I think that'll hold them back, for or may hamper the record a little bit, is just just getting settled into what the, what everybody's role is going to be on the pitching staff. The talent does not concern me. It's just a matter of Definitely. figuring out who's start. So they may, but I, but I think it bodes well for them to finish the season. But I think by middle of the season they'll have it sorted out and really be off and running. They could. They could also, get um, hot, finish well. Aggressive on the base path. Um, I, I thought their approach was good. More steals than we saw last season. Um, and, and just overall, like we talked about last week, second year of Clement, um, the, the hitting seems to be, like we, like we mentioned, more relaxed, uh, taking good approaches during their at-bats. Um, yeah, just really excited for this weekend. You know, want to see them against some tough competition. Uh, number two, Louisville. As we mentioned a few times, starting game one at 4 p.m. on Friday in Oxford. Or is it Thursday, actually? No, no, no. That's the, that's the other series. We were talking. Yep. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later on the show. Um, yeah, Friday at 4 against Louisville. And then I think 1.30, 1.30 Saturday, Sunday. Um, should be a big crowd. Hopefully the weather cooperates. But um, great. Matchup. I just looked it up. It's sunny and supposed to be sunny uh, all three days. A little bit cool Friday. A little cold, but... yeah. But still, sunny is sunny is fine. You can you can bundle up. Um so yeah, that, that should be big. That should be big. What are you What are you expecting to see this weekend, John? You know, obviously small sample size for Ole Miss, but we feel good about it. You know, one game would be a victory. What does Ole Miss have to do to to even sniff winning the series? Starting pitching, not to beat a dead horse, but can they but compete yeah, the with Louisville at the top? Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. They have the arms out of the pen. I mean, mm-hmm. and Louisville's an experienced team. Ole Miss is a young team. I think. Uh, I think you you expect to win a game though. I mean, Ole Miss has talent. It's in Oxford. Um, I think they got a shot of winning the series. Yeah, and it would be huge. I mean, if Ole Miss wins the series, they they jump into the top twenty-five. The key, the key is just not to get swept. And then if they're competitive, I mean, if they lose, if they lose, if they lose the series, but they're competitive. I mean, it's a young team that'll learn from it and build, use it as a building block going forward. So it's, it's a young team, but also a team that. In its youth, as they play up to competition, we saw last season uh, taking two out of three in Nashville against number one ranked Vanderbilt, um, and then there were there were they went five and four versus number one ranked teams, I believe, last season. Was Texas A and M ranked number one? I forget who the other team was. was yeah, I'd have to look week. it up. Did they play Florida and Steel? They, they, no, they I don't a... think they played Florida last year. I don't think. I thought, I thought they stole a couple from Florida. It could be. Yeah, I think that no, was someone else. No, I think they did. I remember they, was it, they, it was in they Gainesville? Were, I was in Oxford, I think. How do I how would I not remember this? Maybe so, maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe that is starting to sound right. I don't know. Twenty fifteen schedule. And then the then the other one, I guess a maybe it maybe A and M. LSU was ranked high. They played they played good teams. They'd find a way to at least take a game from them in the series. That was always kinda 
Yeah, so I, I think that experience will help him a little bit. Um, yeah, maybe it was LSU. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Florida and Oxford. Who was the third team? It was at Vandy, Vandy Florida. Florida. And then was it was it uh, was it um, was it Louisville in the non-conference? And they split. That, and they split the the two gamer. Is that right? That's... So then it would be it would be. Four. Yeah, it would be five and four. One from Louisville, two from Florida, two from Vandy. Yeah, they had winning records, number one teams. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and considering they played, how bad yeah. the team, and Ole Miss also played the toughest schedule in the country last season. Um, so you got to think that's that experience is going to help this team moving forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, yeah, starting pitching is the key to this weekend for sure. Like I mentioned earlier, you need Brady Bramlett to go deep on Friday to save that bullpen. Um. I mean, so what's your ideal Friday night? Bramlett goes seven, and then you go Stokes short, or would you would you prefer to not even have to use Bramlett short? Mike, here here's two kind of here's if a couple. You, if you play short on Friday, can you bring him back Sunday? Yeah, you pitch too many. Mike doesn't is not typically doesn't do the guy pitches the eighth, guy pitches the ninth. He 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 tends to have people extend out for two or three inning outings, and then they they might only pitch once for the weekend. But I can see where Wyatt's that well, guy. Well, I just think Wyatt's so good on the back end. Playing a team like Louisville, if you could have him for two games in the ninth, that would be great. I think Wyatt pitches Friday and Sunday, ideally, and Stokes is kind of the the long guy on Saturday at the back of the pen. I mean, I could see them kind of mm-hmm. being a, closer A and closer B, essentially. Mm-hmm. And there's other guys, too. Dallas, is it Wolfolk? Yeah, Wolfolk, the freshman. I think he's the closer of the future. He throws he's, hard. He's going to be an option, too, and they have other I mean, Yeah, I like him. Back of the – I mean, Wyatt didn't have the only guy that gets saves on this team. He's going to be the predominant op, – the, the, the A option, but mm-hmm. he may – I mean, on Saturdays, having Stokes out there doesn't really bother me at all. The other thing, too, kind of about this team going forward is that I th- it looked like – honestly, they're, they're built better to play in Omaha or TD Ameritrade than they have been in the past, which is getting a ways down the road. But we saw – Past Ole Miss teams have been built almost dependent on power to an extent. Right, especially last season. This team has enough power with Woodman and Bortles and Blackman and a homer, but they're not just built to where, oh, they have to hit it over the fence to score by any stretch. Right, and that's basically what, what last season was, was home runs or strikeouts. Exactly. This is more of a you know, of base running. Contact team, yeah. They're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not small ball, but they're not just thump. They're kind of in the middle, which is really a good it's a, thing. It's a, I think – I think you would characterize it as like a gap to gap approach, which I've, yep. I've heard Clement say before. So that would make yep. sense. Um, just trying to put the ball uh, into play into the outfield. I yeah, I think it was, it worked out really well on the first weekend. We'll see uh, how the hitting goes moving forward. Um, like I said, excited to see them versus Funkhauser on Friday. I, I think I'm going to try to to make it up for the series this weekend. Um, it's it's going to be a big one for sure. Also. Um, we talked about it this weekend, John. Uh, yeah. Just like you, you could have watched the Alabama game with one half of Landstrux after dark. If you come to Oxford for the South Carolina series, you might be able to watch live with you know both halves of Landstrux after dark. Yeah, you might be part of the reunion that got kind of exactly. impromptu scheduled yesterday. Out in right field, yeah. So this is our announcement. South Carolina this is series. Our, exactly. I'm going to go there. after dark taking over Oxford. Yeah, so it works out to where my sp- spring break is kind of weird to think of a spring break in grad school, but it's t- basically don't have don't have class. And then actually, my mom was uh, 
she's booked a room at the graduate in Oxford over Easter weekend. Nice, man. Have, you been, have you been to the graduate? I have not actually, but it's it looks cool. I've, I've looked at it from it. It I've looks been, really I've been cool. To the bar there, but it's it's pretty sweet. Point is, I can go get as as uh, inebriated as I'd like, and then just have to walk home, which is since we don't have there's no Uber or Lyft in Oxford, maybe right. one. Join the 21st century. I mean, I think you'd have to get rid of Pat Patterson. Nonetheless, I will be in right field Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in the South Carolina series. That's Hopefully, a lie. yeah, I'm bringing a I'm bringing a friend who's a, a Gamecocks fan, so I'm hoping he can get off work Friday so that we can uh, be there on Thursday as well. If he can, I might have to have to ask him to meet me there. Yeah, just <laughs> tell him drive up. Yeah, it's not that. It's not. It's not far. Oxford, Jackson, Oxford's a, an easy it's drive. Far, but yeah, anybody would like. To join the festivities, yeah, you'll, you'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it moving forward, but uh, you, you can find us in Oxford that weekend. We'll, we'll have lots of fun. Um, we'll hopefully see a, a good series. South Carolina is ranked pretty highly. Um, usually have a good team, so that should be fun. Uh, but overall, man, after weekend one, just really pumped about the team, even more so than we previewed them. Um, I, I think that they basically showed us everything we wanted to see this weekend. Um, the question marks about starting pitching, we had them before. They're still there. But they're um, correct. They're correctable. And if, and if they, the talent's ch- there. And if one or both of the guys, I mean, hopefully you think at least one of them settles in, then you have, they have other options to go to that are legitimate from a talent standpoint. So that's – it's – it's a team that the floor the floor looks pretty high too. They're going to go at least five hundred in the league, I would think, particularly with their schedule. I mean, they easily should be in NCAA. I mean, the worst they can be is a two seed. I feel like unless something crazy happens injury wise, I, I, I think they'll host. I think they got a really good shot at hosting though. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a pretty a pretty good bet. I'd and say I probably, can probably I even looking, odds they'll it's host. Convenient weekend for me to get to Oxford is for a regional actually that could uh-huh. be. A good Little grad school graduation present. Yeah, man, you gotta love, you gotta love regionals in Oxford. Absolutely, that's. I mean, we talked about it last week. That, that's what probably the regional against uh, was a was a Washington Georgia Tech. And yeah, then Washington a, Georgia Tech and um, Jacksonville State. Right field against Jacksonville State. Was, I was out there. It was it was epic. Yeah, game. I mean, we we. I was the biggest beer shower. We made that right fielder shit his pants. Basically, I mean, we were completely in his head. Yeah, that was they fun. Were, it was. And you get those. You get those ticket books. You go out and watch some other teams play. It's a real nice weekend, man. I I, I yeah. love a regional Oxford. Really. Except when the NCAA cancels a day of play when it doesn't rain. Yeah, that was it's, very. That was very upsetting too. So we'll see. Though hopefully, uh, hopefully that's on the horizon for Ole Miss. We'll we'll have a better idea in you know the next few weeks moving forward here. Great test this weekend. Um, what are you saying, John? No. Oh, I think no. I, I think I heard myself. I think I heard myself echo in here. There you go. And your mic there. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll move on from Ole Miss now. Look around the league a little bit if you like. Um, let, let me go to secsports.com here. and Let's check out how some other SEC teams fared this weekend. So do you want to give, give your conspiracy – well, not your conspiracy, your rumor theory on the state locker room after their two-and-two two weekend? Well, I mean, okay, so I'm not sure that it's a rumor. Uh, some I've just put together a few different things here. So Mississippi State hosted a little tournament in Starkville, um, lost a couple of games to FAU. Uh, I think they beat San, South Dakota State. Whenever I see SDSU, I think the Aztecs of San Diego. But this is some other team from South Dakota – um, uh, state beat them a couple of times, but, um, really just 
you know, State was like preseason 15th by D1, and then you, you lose the opener to FAU and then lose the next day too. I don't, I don't know about that. But one of the rumors that I've heard, um, the, one of their hitters from last year, Luke Reynolds, uh, he hit like 304 um, in somewhat limited appearances. But I think I, I was reading his stats yesterday, like 12 doubles. I don't even, I don't even remember. But the kid was a proven producer in the SEC uh, off a team last year that really struggled offensively. Apparently, Cohen told him on Thursday before the, the first game of the series on Friday that he could either take a red shirt as a junior or leave, and he chose to leave. So uh, that, that, to me, is kind of a befuddling move if you're John Cohen while you're running off you know, proven hitters on a, on a team that doesn't have too many of them. That's weird. Um, also, people have been saying you know, uh, they took a lot of scholarships away from the older guys on the team to give them to uh, their freshman class, which is really talented, try to convince them to come to school. If you don't know how baseball scholarships work, basically you have 11.7 for your entire team, I think, and you kind of have to divvy them up. Uh, year by year among different players. So that's I think not, everybody has to get a twenty five percent minimum as well. Okay. Yeah. So it's not it's not it's not like uh he's he would be the first coach ever to do that. I would imagine I'm sure it happens, but it's just weird timing. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe that that's good for your locker room, you know, to have the older guys resenting the younger guys right off the bat there. Um but yeah, interesting interesting times in Starkville as always. You know, of course they're coming off that eight and twenty two season in the league last year that people don't really talk about um, I don't know. Uh, I was listening to the Rebel Grove podcast earlier today. I was driving back from Dallas, um, and Chase Parham pointed out they're five and twenty in their last twenty-five games. I think so. And State really is that really wow? Yeah, because I, I think um, so. They started the season two and two, and down the stretch they went three and eighteen. I think because uh, I mean you, we all remember that series in Oxford where they pretty much had game three in the bag and they gave up like five runs in the ninth. To, uh, to lose it, and that was kind of part of that miserable slide there at the end. Um, you know, it's it's a fun year for John Cohen, I'm sure. Uh, I I feel like being preseason ranked just makes things worse for them, right? Like, isn't it isn't it worse when you're ranked and you turn out to be bad than if you were just bad the whole time? Yeah, no, I agree. Especially a team with young talent that's expected to do something, they're slow out of the gate. Yeah. Um, but here, see, they have a tough schedule. So wins yeah, and of the lo- toughest in the country. wins and losses in terms of being over five hundred for the NCAA tournament may be an issue for them. Yeah, no, no doubt. That's that's a good that's a good point. We we forget how quickly we forget. Ole Miss had a very real. <laughs> what Ole, I mean, we were season. we were counting down to the game yeah. last year. Ole we, Miss was gonna be able we to had to be that that Texas A and M series at the end. Uh, I was thinking about that the other day. Okay. Did that series, did one of the games get rained out? There was like a double header. Yeah, they were 15 and 14. I think they rained the game out. At some okay, point. so what, yeah, okay, so what happened was Ole Miss lost on Friday. There was a double header on Saturday. Ole Miss won the first one, and then Mike Bianco convinced them to cancel the second one, I think. So the series was a split. I remember that now. I was there. That's, I think. that's right. That's right. Yeah, and because um, they had like a travel curfew and weather was coming in and stuff. Um, but yeah, down to down to that series, even, I think we were kind of worried that the 500 might not might not be met there but uh something to watch moving forward um i'm trying i'm looking at the scoreboard here the biggest thing i see is missouri only went two and two for the weekend they were Missouri had a rough weekend they started they were ranked too i think they lost uh the series to seton hall right yeah well i think they played a tournament looks like 
but they, but they yeah, they lost two to Seton Hall. Tennessee lost a game to Memphis, but won the series. Georgia lost a game to. It's kind of a weird Southern. tournament because they they beat Seton Hall on Friday and then lost to them two more times and then played someone else. That's weird. But uh, so they played I, I Seton Hall three out of four. Huh? Yeah, isn't that weird? I believe you. Plus, well, it's like a double elimination thing to where they uh, where they where they lose to Seton Hall in the second game. Uh, so yeah, and then they had to lose to him again. Probably yeah, that's probably yeah. what it was. Yeah, uh, FAU, I think won a state's tournament there. I think they went three and zero, and State went two and two. Congratulations, so, yeah, to FAU. Good, good day for FAU, man. The, the Owls, I believe. Starkville and win there to looking at Friday. Tennessee beat Memphis. No, no losses on Friday night. You need walk off from uh, yeah, the LSU game went into like 11th inning, I think. Yeah, um, Kentucky edge George Mason. Ooh, Memphis on Saturday beat Tennessee 13 to 8. I think Ole Miss, no, Ole Miss plays them later in the season. Um, I think Mississippi State actually plays them tomorrow. Um, Sacramento State beat Auburn on Saturday. Probably not a great sign, but Auburn's got a first-year coach. I mean, you got to expect an adjustment period. Yep. Um, looking around, nothing else really. I mean, Arkansas only gets by Central Michigan four-three on Saturday. Um, Arkansas always kind of plays these low-scoring, tight games, though. They have, seem to have a bunch of pitching and then a, a an average offense. It's kind okay. of the... did Missouri beat. Missouri beat Seton Hall Friday and Saturday. I don't, this makes, I don't this understand. Make, this right. makes no sense. Let me, check, let me check the Sunday scores. Yeah. I just looked at Saturday, and they beat Seton Hall again. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. All right, Saturday, Missouri. We're going to pull up Missouri's website, see what yeah, they do. That's a, that's a good plan. Um, okay, they... No, Seton Hall beat them on Sunday, but they beat them Friday and Saturday. Right. Looks I mean, like they did. They play four. They played them four times. Why? That's very weird. That's very weird. Uh, huh. Well, you know, unless Seton Hall's probably trying to get games in because it's cold. Where they yeah, because we're yeah being up there and this was a tournament in Florida. It looks like Fort Myers. Yeah, Florida. up here in my part of the. Uh, are they where is Seton Hall's in New Jersey? Right. I, I mean, know. that's a good question though. Pretty sure it's New yeah. Good. Vanderbilt laid it on San Diego yesterday, seventeen to one. Yeah, see they played. Uh, we didn't even talk about John that the first inning on Sunday. Uh, oh, we you know we buried the lead here. We we talked about Sean Johnson too. Didn't even get Sean Johnson can do whatever he wants because he let he told the team we're wearing powder blues on Sunday. Yeah, we did. We did forget about the powder blues. I thought they were ten out of ten. I really enjoyed the powder blues. I really did too. The only, I mean, the only. It's, they're 9.9. The only thing they need to do is they need to clean up the O on the front, the script. If they did that, it would be 10 out of 10. Okay, okay. That's pretty much it. Some of you, I heard a couple people saying that they didn't like the Navy at the end. I, I like the red, white, and blue Navy at the end of the uni. Um, I love the powder blue top. But I've been I, I've kind of been personally pushing for the powder, powder blue top appearance in all sports. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to state right now. Uh, at the same time, I, I'm cool with the way they've done football powder blues. I like the powder blue helmets. I want us to wear powder blue tops against Alabama September 17th. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. I, but, the, dude, the powder blue with the white and the gray, that looks tight to me. That looks like that looks like clean, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I think they could also they could wear the powder blues with the traditional red and the white pants against Alabama. That would look good. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that was a big part of Sunday. It was the powder blues. Sean Johnson apparently picked him, but that's weird because I heard before the season they were wearing powder blues every Sunday for Oxford proctology, prostate awareness or something. So I don't really know about that, but also FIU comes out, puts up two in the first inning. You know, they, they got a lot of energy thinking that they, they might come out and salvage a game from the series. Uh, Ole Miss turns around, puts up a nine spot in the first inning. You got to love that if you're shot. And one of the outs was Connor Cloyd being a dumbass. On second, off second, picked yeah. off. Just a complete, just idiotic move. So yeah. they gave him an out and still scored nine runs. Yeah, it was pretty silly. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a big inning. So, you know, you got to like the Rebels' chances moving forward if they can do that. Uh, on, once, once a weekend, that would be pretty good. Um, what else we got on baseball, John? That's pretty much it. Um, we we were going to go through our favorite Swayze chants, but I'm going to change that since we're having a Landsharks After Dark reunion slash uh, come join us in right field March 24th, 25th, and 26th against the uh, Gamecocks, South Carolina, the, the uh, SEC opening series. Mm-hmm. Feel free to join us in right field, and then if we're still able to function, we will then go partake at the, uh, in festivities at the square. Um, it's going to be really fun getting trashed on Good Friday out there, heckling somebody. That's going to be kind of a little bit of a contradiction for some people, but we'll just we'll just roll along with it. Well, I talked about you know taking the the computer out there, doing a little impromptu episode, but the problem is you know first home run there goes, yeah, the, Mac, there goes the MacBook. There's always a chance of rain out there. You yeah, know? yeah, a, a big chance. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, so probably not going to do that, but um, we'll see. It'll be a good weekend. We'll figure out more of a. Uh, our plans as we get closer to it. Um, we'll move on to basketball now. Ole Miss split the week, right? They beat Auburn yesterday. Um, who was the midweek game? It's it's escaping me. Uh, A&M. Oh, yeah, I watched that Two one. weeks ago. It's they kind of a blowout. Put, no, I won't talk about the second half. I just forgot how to make layups. Yeah, they were up like eight in the first half. and then. Just, yeah, I don't think there's really much uh, to talk about here basketball, to be honest. Moody yeah, had a good we, game. We, had a, we did a show on Thursday, so we already talked That's about right. the A&M game, didn't we? Moody had a... Uh, Moody had a good night against Auburn. He looked healthy. Okay, well, I a... want to talk about you. Did you did you watch the game? I missed this. I missed the Auburn game. Did you get to watch it? I did not, but I saw I saw I saw pieces of it. Oh, really, I saw the Moody dunk, of course. I just want to know what Simeon Bowers looks like running the point. I can't really imagine that. He doesn't seem like much of a ball handler. I did not care. I wouldn't pay enough attention to catch that. That's but pretty I mean, fun. He's like he's like power forward. I mean, that's just weird to me. I, I thought Bruce Pearl was supposed to recruit a bunch of guys, and he's got Simeon Bowers playing point this guard. Year, is this year three of Bruce Pearl? I think it is. It, it's definitely not year two. It's either year three or four. He. It's yeah, a little they, a they're, arena. They're yeah. disappointing this year. This should be better. I agree. I thought this year they would show some flashes. Um, and then I think he's losing some of his. I mean, I think he's losing Avery Johnson's got Alabama near the bubble, if not on it. Yeah, for year pretty good. They did. They did just lose to State on Saturday. Oh, they did without Malik Newman. Yeah. Wow, I missed that. That's yeah. that kills their tournament chances. I was going to pull up the conference here real quick and just see. Yeah, go for it. I'm already on SEC Sports. Let me switch to basketball. Uh, yeah, that was a tough loss for Alabama. Um, I think A and M beat Kentucky though. That's a big. It was a big week for them. Is, yeah, for sure. Um, A&M, A&M, A&M is they were on a slot. Needed that, so they kind of the most uh, bipolar team in the SEC by far. Yep. Besides Kentucky, maybe Alabama. Had, Kentucky, Kentucky. I mean, sorry. Kentucky's RPI. They're twelve right now. Right. They lost. They lost to Auburn. What do you think about the uh, what do you what do you make of Ole Miss winning the last eight against Auburn 
What do, we, what do we attribute that to you besides Marshall Henderson's jersey pop? Uh, Auburn's not very good at basketball. Period. But still, even even Tony Barbie was was never anything, and then Pearl hasn't been able to get any, uh, for whatever reason. I mean, God, they're Auburn's ten and sixteen this year. Holy cow, that's terrible. They should. I mean, Auburn should have been. You'd think they'd at least be five hundred in the league this year, but they're not. Yeah, I actually, remember. Sorry, I, I totally forgot that I watched that Kentucky A and M game. I think it went to overtime. And uh, A&M won with like a, a, a putback put at the buzzer. Yeah, it was pretty weak, honestly. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. If you're going to beat Kentucky, that's the From way. From an NCAA tournament perspective, Kentucky, Carolina, A&M, clearly are tournament teams. Florida, bubble team. Florida is, is in right now. Alabama is out right now. Agree. Uh, Vandy and LSU. Vandy is bubbly. Bubble. LSU um, is unpredictable because I've talked about many times. LSU's RPI. Worst coach. It, do they lose? They lose. Oh, they lost Tennessee this past. They lost it. They had a outside. Uh, yeah, they did. And Ben Simmons came off the bench. Yeah, they lost by sixteen to a team to Tennessee. Who's one fifteen RPI. That that might have killed their tournament. That and they lost. They went zero and two this past week. They are out of the tournament right now. Well, I think Johnny Jones killed their tournament hopes. Before Johnny the Jones before the just even started. Yep. Well, yeah. Um. Let's see. You got Missouri. Uh, in the pavilion tomorrow night, I believe. So they get Missouri at home. Is they had Missouri at home, and they travel to somebody. I think. Uh, travel to uh, not st- Georgia. Georgia. They go they to Georgia, Georgia, and then they go. No, oh, I should. Yeah, this is escaping me too. I know the last two are Mississippi State at the pavilion and Tennessee and Knoxville. Tennessee. There's a yeah. middle game there. Um, no, there's only four left. That's okay, right. well, that's it then. Yeah. Missouri, um, State, Tennessee, and who did you say they were traveling to? Yeah, that's two weeks Georgia. left. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Missouri at home at Georgia. Georgia State, Tennessee. State home at Tennessee. Okay, yeah. We had yeah, it all. And uh, Ole Miss is what, 7-7 seven and seven in the league right now? Yeah, Pretty I think solid they. Middle of the table. If they beat the, they beat Missouri State, Tennessee, which they, I mean, the only one, I mean, they're going to beat Missouri and State at least. Get, they'll be at least be five hundred. I think so, team. but man, I, State worries me. Quindary Weatherspoon is really good. If you get Malik playing well, like he did against uh, Old Moody, Missouri, get Gavin Ware. Moody's senior night. He missed the first game against them. I, I agree. Moody will have a big night. I just think we're going to have to play. You know, we're going to have to. We're going to have to come to play. I think we will, considering we already lost one to them this season and the way we lost that game with the personnel that we're missing. Exactly. I assume we'll take it to them, you know, get a little revenge there. Um, that'll be a big one just for, you know, in-state program momentum. Um, you know, Howland, Howland's won some games. You know, he's he, he's lost some games too, but it looks like he's going to be pretty good there. Uh, next season they should be good with the guys they're bringing in, although – they're going to lose Gavin Ware next season. I'm not really uh, sure who he has to replace him down low. Um, they're going to have really great guard play. They're 12-14 and 14 and 5-9 and nine in the conference. Yeah, I don't their know. conference record is kind of befuddling. They've lost some I don't some weird understand ones. how Allen's how, how done a crap job. Really, it should be 4-10 and 10 with that old Miss game that they, that they stole. Yeah, that's um, agree with that. I mean, they've played some teams close, but they're just not very – I mean – And that that includes that win over Bama that, that they were – you know, there was an upset. So, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting to see how that goes. I just, I, I would, I would like to see Kennedy beat Howland uh, in the second game. Um, oh, yeah. would, wouldn't be pumped about a be getting swept on the season after. Yep, they. I guess SEC tournament seeding. If they finish at ten and eight, they're going to be in the six right seed. Right? Yeah, they're seven. They they should win three out of four. But they're tied with Bama and Georgia, and they have the tiebreakers. 
Uh, that's a good point. They may lose it against Georgia if they lose that game and yeah. they split the season, how that goes. But anyway. I think, um, I, I think there's a shot they'll go 4 0 down the stretch. I think that's possible. They got too. personnel back. They've been playing good defense. Size is nowhere near 100%. Neither yeah, is but, 70. Size is still getting reincorporated. Now, Size could play better this week just because further time away from the yeah. injury. Mm-hmm. But, but like Moody, Moody, Terrence Davis. My hope for the team is they get young guys minutes. They yeah. Here and they hopefully they can host an NIT game. I think that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I, I, I would like to host an NIT game in the pavilion. That'd be fun for sure. Um, you know, yep. so an NIT run would be good for a young team like this, like we talked about last week. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that one over Auburn's always fun. Not a not a huge Auburn fan, so I'll I'll take anyone I can get over them. Um, let's see, John. What would you say? What? Let's say real quick, football recruiting wise, four star sure. quarterback from California, the LA area, Tristan Gebbia was in town this weekend. He's the son of Rich Gebbia, who had a game winning catch against Tulane in nineteen eighty nine. As time expired, I did not even know that happened until yeah, I saw it. No, that's so funny. I was gonna say the same thing. When I heard about Tristan Gebbia, people were like, Oh, his dad made this like, catch a catch. I was like, what's the catch? I was like, watch the was like, oh, that's a pretty cool it's moment. A but fine catch, but okay, here's the problem. Uh, I think it just speaks to Old Miss's terrible expectations the last the, thirty sorry, years, you know. Last right, like a legend, a legendary play was a game winner against Tulane, and then you look at this season and like the legendary play it, was to hey. beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. It was a tip drill, you know. It's like such a huge improvement. What? It's not really a legendary play. It's it's be, it's it's being remembered because Tristan Gebbia is a four star recruit that we true. want to get. Very true. He's got a top five of us. Uh, West Virginia, Washington, Washington, State. Washington, Washington State, and uh, who someone am I? Else, someone else out west. Uh, uh, Washington, Washington State. Is it Cal? You see it? USC? No. I no, it's not. It's neither one of the LA schools, which I was surprised at. Uh, oh, oh West is, is it Arizona? Is that right? Is it, Rich, me, is it Rich Rod? Texted this. Might to, be Arizona State. Texted somebody earlier. I can't remember it now. Um, Utah. Utah, yeah, it was a West Ham for sure. Um, but also, so the, I, fact, the fact that he's not a, uh, he's not neither LA schools in the top five means he's willing. To, well, he's willing to leave LA, obviously. And is he? Yeah. And West Virginia being is pretty much the same distance as Oxford from LA, give or take. I mean, not not exactly, but from. I, a, I think he's probably old misses to lose. I, it sounds like it, although almost should be right. I mean, even if he. If he if he commits to Ole Miss, he would only have to sit behind Shea for two years. Yeah, he would redshirt, and then and then he would only have one year of eligibility. Shea's Shea was the I mean, starter. he let's say Shea stays four years. But we we have to assume he's not. Gabby could redshirt. Sit. I mean, Gabby would still get two years yeah. starting because of the scene. I mean, that's. I mean, two years starting in the SEC, probably three if you look at it. So that's. Like, I think QB, that QB recruiting sense. is rough, man, because you want to you want to take one every class, but you really can't promise every year that they're going to be a multi. Yeah, Leach, Washington Wazoo's quarterback was a sophomore this past year. Okay, like that. So, so he'll be so Gabby could go there redshirt and then be a backup for a year, and he would be basically get three years at Wazoo. But hell, man, we just lost a head to head battle with Utah. We got to be worried about them. Uh, uh, that, that was because for uh, that was stupidity. Um, I don't know how it is a comfort thing. Uh, West Virginia is a hard. It, I'm surprised Holgerson still still hadn't been fired yet. Honestly, it seems like he's been on the edge of. I, I wonder what his buyout is. Um, maybe that's the problem. I don't know if it's biased. Who's West Virginia going to go get? 
I mean, that's the thing. Uh, Justin Fuente, wait. That he went. Yeah. Virginia Tech's a better gig than West Virginia. Yeah, no, no, I know. I was kidding. Uh, yeah, Washington could be appealing. Playing, I mean, Peterson appears to have them slowly heading in the right direction, but we'll see. Hey, what's what's what job is Herman waiting on? Do you know at Houston? Uh, what? I don't know which one specifically. I mean, between between Texas, Texas A and M, LSU, and Auburn, I think. I think. Yeah, those are. Think, yeah, that's a good. And then I think, I think two of those are open next year. Maybe three. Okay. Yeah, so you're saying, Charlie Strong finished well recruiting, gave him a little shot. He's also, isn't he like embroiled in a scandal right now? Charlie Strong? Yeah, there's something going on from his time at Louisville. Um, that's, I, I've missed this. It, it has to do with like a trustee's divorce or something. Um, I saw uh, Mike um, Mike Farrell tweeting about it, uh, and, and Youngblood's Ketchum was tweeting about it too. Um, okay, so you're saying two of the four of Texas A&M, Auburn, LSU open. I think one of the four you're definitely good on. I think at least one's open. My guess for the for the the most obvious one is Sumlin. Yeah. And then after that, it's prob uh, it's probably strong, but maybe uh, Gus Malzahn. Texas is so damn arrogant that they may keep strong or they just be like, we do not screw up this hire. I they, mean, they they, 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 just fired, they just fired their AD right. It, so it's isn't, it's someone isn't the AD the one year before you fire the coach like you fire the AD yeah and that's see true. If they are in, well no they just get they just gave the guy the interim guy like a two year contract they don't have like oh, a permanent AD Texas is a disaster right now I don't yeah. know who's running it um, well, Texas A and M also a disaster A and M someone's gone Malzon I think it's I think the most likely to get fired is someone Malzon strong than Miles yeah I I it's hard for me to believe. That that Auburn defense is going to be worth a damn next year. Kevin Steele's not worth a shit as a coordinator. Dude, like, it's, their, it's like their fifth coordinator in five years, right? I mean, yeah. they. I, I can't imagine them being any better than they were this year. Yeah, I mean, what? Who? What's the best they could be in the SEC West? Alabama and Ole Miss are clearly better. LSU's, LSU's, LSU's better. better than Auburn for sure. For sure. I That's, think Auburn, A&M, so and Stater, ce- So their ceiling's fourth. I think Arkansas is solidly entrenched from four to five. And I think uh, basically six and seven is is up for grabs. Uh, A&M, State, and... Um, Agree. I mean, Auburn could be fourth. Auburn I mean, they go about. They could go four. I mean, they could win eight games. Oh, oh wait, they play Clemson open the year. That's a loss. So that... that I don't think Auburn can win can go better than four and four in the league, and yeah, no, they have to come to Oxford. I, I, I think that's a definite loss. Um, where's the Iron Bowl? I don't think it really matters. Alabama's, not, Alabama's it, it's a lot in better than talent wise right now. It's in Tuscaloosa. How was their How was their offensive class? Did, did they get who did they get offensively? I know they got a defensive lineman, some decent defensive talent, but did they pick up any like real game? They, they didn't get McCole Hardman, did they? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he went to Georgia, maybe. They do get a break. Oh, I forgot. They play Georgia every year. Uh, they do get a break getting Vandy as their rotation. Georgia could be decent next year. There's something about. Well, it's in Athens. I think Georgia beats all in Athens. Well, I think there's also something about, you know, first year coaches taking over historic programs that actually Smart have stockpiles of talent. Smart yeah. Probably wins eight or nine games there his first year. Right, just because the talent is there. Yeah, McCall Hartman uh, went to Georgia. We haven't beat Georgia since '97. Is that right? I think Tuberville beat, beat was the last person to beat Georgia at Ole Miss. Need to need to fix that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that 
I yeah, I think Ole Miss wins that that game in Oxford, especially if they drop one of FSU or Alabama. Um, I think Georgia probably gets the brunt of the bad feelings out of that. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But I I feel good about about the Georgia game of those three big games in the first four weeks. Georgia's definitely the one that you feel the best about. I would agree. And then Florida State, and then Alabama. Although you know, two in a row, two in a row is something. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling up Auburn's class on rivals right now. Uh, finished at number nine. Ole Miss at number seven. We got Craig Myers and his brother. Yeah, yeah I forgot Craig Myers. He's 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 good, but who's going to get him the ball? And Gus. They also Gus really they desperately needed him. I mean, who did Auburn have at wide receiver besides him? No one. Is Ricardo no Lewis one. gone, or is he finally? I think he is. I mean, not like Ricardo Lewis is that great. So they got John Franklin the third. Is that EM, EMCC? It says Scuba Mississippi at quarterback. He's a four star, sixty-one eighty-five. Oh. So maybe that. I, I, I think Auburn wins seven games, and if Alabama, uh, Gus is. I mean, who who is the assistant that just left for LSU? I'm blanking on his name, but didn't they switch? Because Steele went to Auburn, and yeah, but no, some guy like would got went down a level. Oh wow! Because he didn't get along with Gus. I think Gus type person probably probably rubs people the wrong way. He's not winning all the time. It can really get annoying. I think uh, here's a, here's is, a, is Gus Malzahn the coach of Auburn in 2017? I think the answer is no. Probably not. He he was a. Uh, it's it's funny that he went to the national championship in his first year, and then it's kind of a curse because he's, I mean, never going to achieve those heights again. I've never they, seen a team pull more games out of there. Like, well, that's dumb. true. We all agreed that year it, that they we, were dumb. We all, old, if Bo doesn't throw a pick yeah. six second quarter of that game, Old Miss, Old Miss could easily win that game. They still only lost by eight. Yeah, the kick six, um, the prayer of Jordan Hare. I think State almost two. beat them. LSU did beat them. LSU did beat them, and then a the a the other game is A and M that year. It was Manziel's second year. Manziel, they're down four. A and M's driving down four, and they horse collar Manziel yeah. and don't call the horse collar in Kyle Field, which was just mind blowing. Yeah. Real, I mean. I'm not. I still don't understand how. I mean, they 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 had a gift of a game against A and M. Basically, they should have lost. I mean, they call the horse collar A and M scores and wins. They should have lost to them, Georgia and Alabama. They should have lost four games that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess another question while we talk about who's on the hot seat next season and who's not is uh, how long can Bielema survive on like two West ones a year? Um, they like him there. Sure, like, that's what I'm saying. They like him, but how long before they want to try to challenge for Atlanta? I mean, this is year four coming up, right? They just finished he, year three. His two old Miss wins have been have been like quality wins. So they've, oh, yeah. he's shown he can beat, and he beat LSU he's that ter- year. His offense is a terrible. He's shown he, he's not like Mullen to where Mullen beats all the people he's supposed to he and loses, loses their all the good games. I mean, yeah, he's, he's makes bag. Beats, be, I mean, he beats people that he, he lost sh- to Toledo and he lost to sh- Tech. No, yeah, I know, he's, I know he's beat LSU two years in a row. That's right. Um, LSU two years in a row, Ole Miss two years in a row. He, he's played Arkansas. I mean, he's played uh, he's played Alabama close two years in a row. But he's too. lost to State two years in a row. I mean, there's some head scratching things that there is, as well. Yeah, he's. Did I they don't. A and M. Who won that game? A and M. Arkansas. See, Arkansas. Uh, they've they've blown the game like two years in a row. I that's mean, they're right, they're right. competitive in the West. Here's Bielema, especially losing Henry Allen and uh, 
who else? Uh, who Alice Collins went pro as well. I think those. I mean, it's kind of a rebuild year roster wise if you look at it. I think Arkansas. I mean, I think Bielema. I think two years from now, I think twenty seventeen is when they're really going to expect Bielema to win to kind of win nine games and be a legit threat in the West. Because I think this year is kind of a in a way a rebuild getting since Brandon Allen and uh, Henry and Collins. Two, two years against Collins for the West. That's what they're. That's their. That's their hope. Is that what you're saying? I mean, this year the goal is probably to win six or probably win seven, and then. I, but they're just like they're totally resetting this year. No Brandon Allen. No Alex Collins. Uh, no Hunter Henry. I'm saying, I mean, they can win seven games would be good. Breaking those, breaking whoever's like my, in. My point is, like, are they they're going to be better in two years than they were last year? They were. I mean, they they offensively they had all their guys peaking last year. Oh oh shit! They go to TCU. That's rough. That is rough, man. For all the shit that uh, Bielema talks about and, Texas, and, he really takes it. They get Florida. It's in Fayetteville. But they got to play Florida. That's well, how late, they, how late in the season? Uh, November fifth, and they Ooh, get Florida Missouri. Good, they have to go to Como. They they may not go. They could only win five games. Yeah, in year four to not make a bowl, that is rough. That, they don't have. I mean, they'll they'll win six. They'll it really just gives you perspective on the job that freezes. They done. get and they get Auburn. Well, they have to go to Auburn. I mean, it's a coin flip game. That at home, you probably favor Auburn if you had to pick a team. And they have to go play State in Davis Wade. Um, oh, I, oh, here. So, so Ole Miss has to go to Fayetteville this year, but oh. Alabama's in Fayetteville the week before. So, love that, love that. Up. I, I do like I just notice the scheduling quirk. I, 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 I think fourth and twenty-five gets repaid in I think, yes. I, I, I think that's a game that's going to be circled. And I know we said that after last season and 30-0 and 0 and all that, but I think it really had a lot more to do with the rest of Ole Miss's schedule than it had to do with that one game, the way the defense played. They were just not in any kind of game shape. Yeah, um, They were just beat to hell, missing a lot of guys. Um, it, it'll be an interesting one in Fayetteville for sure. Um, Who do you think uh, LSU played this week before they host Ole Miss in October? Um, in October, let's see. Is this a is this a anti Ole Miss conspiracy confirmer or is this, this is a, a non conference opponent? Mm, uh, Northwestern, not Northwestern. I mean uh, Northwest. You know what I'm talking about the, the school in Louisiana, Southern Miss. All right, that's a that's Southern a, Miss is going to play LSU. I thought it was kind of interesting. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, they should be god awful after losing their coach and the fact that their whole team was JUCOs. Yeah. So that should be a good one there. Yeah, I the the biggest game sure will miss definitely FSU, Bama and Oxford. And well, then, a whole uh, month of September. LS, and then... LSU and Baton Rouge and Arkansas and Fayetteville. I think those are the ones that define the season. Arkansas being the least of all of those. Um, FSU, Bama, LSU are the biggest ones. Need to beat Georgia. Um, I well, I think the Egg Bowl should be relatively easy this season. I agree. Memphis will be a payback game. They're going to beat the shit. I, out of it. I, I have trouble believing that Memphis is going to give them too many problems in Vaughn Hemingway. Um, and then the Arkansas LSU back to back on the road is going to be kind of yeah. Depending on what happens, in, Arkansas in Arkansas has got to play Bama. They could kind of cat, and plus they've the two they lost two years in a row for motivation. Schedule wise, LSU is kind of the trickiest spot, but I think I mean. Almost plays LSU well historically, particularly in Baton Rouge. 
beat the crap out of them last year. I mean, I, I'll believe LSU can win the West when they actually have a quarterback develop. Until then, I'm, I'm they can't do it. Doesn't mean they can't win in Baton Rouge, but I mean, LSU probably has national championship caliber roster and goes nine and three because they don't have any because their offensive scheme and quarterback place is not there. You got anything else this week, John? I think that's it. Pretty much covers it. Nothing. Basketballs is winding down. Everybody go, I guess, play state next Wednesday, I think. Everybody go appreciate Moody oh, on senior day. Um, is there anybody else? Giello's graduating. I know we're not yeah. going to do it, but, I mean, nobody wears 42. I, I wish we'd retire it for him. Uh, he's the best basketball. He's the best Ole Miss basketball player I've seen. Went healthy. He, oh, he's better sure. than Marshall. No, didn't mean oh, Marshall. Oh my God! No, that Marshall. Mean, Marshall's a totally different kind of player. You know. That mean Marshall's not our favorite player. Oh, we but, love Marshall, and Marshall was extremely active, but he didn't have anywhere near the athleticism of uh, Moody. Marshall Henderson is Ole Miss basketball. If you think but about I it, but I think I think Moody is also. Uh, a, a more aware, smarter basketball player. Like, Marshall yeah, understood the game to some degree, oh, but I think Moody is an all-around. Marshall got underappreciated for his, like, IQ and passing ability, but Moody is even clearly a better player. Than yeah, better ball handler, better athlete, better passer, uh, better pure shooter. Um, yeah, all around. But, you know, like you said, we love Marshall. You know, I'm really I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Moody. He, he really still, even in his second year at the, in the SEC, gets virtually no respect. I saw ESPN did a list of, like, the top eight players under six foot, and they didn't. how do you not include Stephon Moody in that list? That's insane. He, he's going to go have a, I think, a, long, a career Europe, long career in Europe or international because he can score. He can go. He can go play in Europe and score like crazy. He's a, he's, yeah, he's a hell of a player. Loves Stefan Moody. So yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Got a couple more chances to see him in Oxford um, Tuesday against Missouri. Next week against Mississippi State. Um, perhaps uh, I don't know what the picture looks like for hosting NIT games, but I guess if that happened, that would be a last chance to see him. If they're eighty-eight RPI, let's say they win three out of the last four, they probably get to. I mean, theoretically, how many high are there in the NIT? Four or eight. Uh, eight, right? 16 first round 13-team tournament. Oh, wow. So, so, theoret- so theor- the theoretically, uh, 1 through 64 in the NCAA, we know that's not true because of the small conferences. So if they can get in the 60s or 70s RPI-wise, they can get one of those spots. Mm-hmm. Maybe We'll see. They, they're going to be on the fringe. I think the committee is going to give them a little boost just because they have a building that everybody wants to go watch a game in, but I could be wrong. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's something to look forward. Uh, obviously, Louisville and Oxford this weekend going to be a big series. Um, look for me out in right field. I believe I'm going to be there. Would love to talk to you, um, chat about old Miss life. You know, whatever you want to talk about. I'm uh, I'm your I'm your friend. Not just when you listen to the podcast, but uh, the rest of the week as well. So just keep that in mind. Um, John, thank you as always for joining me. You can follow Landsharks After Dark on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes is the best way to get our show. Listen to old episodes at LandsharksAfterDark.com. Uh, But other than that, that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Thanks, and uh, we'll see you again next week.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.